Hello and welcome to episode 85 of Kaiju Curry House, the fortnightly show that gives you a healthy dose of Kaiju goodness every other Monday. Welcome, it's 2022. I'm Paul Williams. This is Smokey Joe. Yo! Yo. Happy New Year, Joe. Happy New Year, Paul. How you doing? I'm doing well. I've got COVID, everyone. Hey. I've, that's what I got for Christmas. I got COVID. And it I was still, gonna happen to one of us sooner or later, probably. Yeah, still got it now. Um, I remember recording on New Year's Day. Obviously, this won't be live till the 10th of Jan, but um, but hey, yeah, I've got the vid. Most of the symptoms have gone just a slightly scratchy throat and stuff, but um, really I just want to sleep. So Joe, I'll let you do a fair bit of the talking today because oh. because we're gonna be talking about the iron giant, which is one of your childhood favorites and that i've only seen the first 30 minutes of so it does it does um lean towards you but before we get into any of that let, let's ask the question for the first time this year Woo! Woo! joe what have kaiju been up to so listeners i i will admit leading up to christmas i was kind of going low on the kaiju stuff i had a lot to do i had a paper to write for masters I had an engagement to pull off, which someone did say yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, those two things ate up a lot of my time. However, since all of that, I've been able to kind of get back to it and things that I have done that are kaiju related. I have watched and finished season two of The Witcher, which has a lot of great monsters in it. Season one already out on Netflix of course, and it is full of monsters. And I also, uh, as per this episode, kind of like inspired this episode, I got the 14-inch tall Iron Giant. Well, I shouldn't say I got it. I purchased it and gave it to my daughter because steel, um, but it's fantastic. And uh, it's from Warner Brothers. That is the brand that is putting it out. You can get it on Amazon. It's significantly more expensive in the United Kingdom because it is an import. If you get it in the United States, it's about half the price. So gosh darn it, United States, you get all the good stuff. Anyways, um, those are two of my things. Amazing gift giver, Mr. Paul on this podcast, gifted me two fantastic items. I got the reprint of the Usborne Book of Monsters, which is fantastic. And I also got a Monster Squad quiz book, which is great. So I've really been enjoying those. And yeah, it's just uh, Kaiju on the rebound for me here in 2022. Paul, what have Kaiju been up to? Yeah, not a massive amount uh, because it was Christmas. So we were preparing for Christmas and then we all fell ill. So not a massive deal, but Smokey Joe there gifted me a ginormous the size tome. Of this thing. a tome you haven't opened it yet i know i know that's <laughs> this, is, this is a thing this is a thing with paul so <laughs> listeners like you have, if you're on watching this on youtube you can see but i have gifted paul a tome of an alien it's, book it is literally the size of a tombstone it is alien the archive the ultimate guide to the classic movies so this covers from alien to alien resurrection and yeah, I haven't even opened it. It's still sealed. I've, I've just read the back. I feel like this is just becoming a bad joke with you. I always send you books. You this do send me books. I know, but like, Paul loves video this... games. <laughs> I have access to video games. You know what I send him? 
Books. <laughs> Which is good. Books are good. Books are good. Books are good. Um, also for Christmas, I was gifted a Kindle, which will enable me to read even more books. So I think my New Year's resolution hey. this year should be to try and read more than one book. Mm. Hopefully that's achievable. I'll I mean, start, with the book I just start, gave you, it's take you a bit. Exactly. I sort of have just more than one book a year, then I'll, that's already better than what I'm doing at the moment. So, hey, you you read Warren Fay's books last year. I mean, oh, they were so got, yeah. I mean, that had me hooked. That was so good. They got you got through those in a heartbeat. So, if I can find something that's as good as Warren Fay's work, then yeah, I'm thinking about going back to some of the classics like Time Machine and things like that. Oh, Time Check Machine, she was is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, folks, we just mentioned Warren Fay. He is a fantastic artist. He or artist. He is an artist, I suppose. In the world of literature, he wrote Fragment, which is out now on a variety of mediums. You can also read its sequel, Pandemonium. Totally pick those up with all the great uh, holiday money that you all got. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But check those um, out. Now, I did get a video game, and it's called Phoenix Immortals Rising, or something like that. Um, this sounds but, very Japanese. Oh, it's it's from um, Ubisoft to do the Assassin's Creed. So it's a big open world game and it's set in ancient Greece. I was and not you, expecting that. You might be able to help me here, Joe, because it says that you have to save the Greek gods from Typhoon or Typhon, who is apparently the deadliest titan in Greek mythology. So it tells me on the blurb. I've never heard of this. I thought it was the Kraken was the, the greatest Greek I don't know if that's Greek. The, the Who's Kraken Typhon actually, or Typhoon? We have, we have a bit of Ray Harryhausen magic to blame for uh, the Kraken being a Greek thing. That that was just Clash of the Titans. Okay. So the Kraken, um, as I understand it, is from Norse mythology. Oh, is that Norse? And, yeah, okay. as I understand it. Okay. So um, the other thing is uh, Typhoon is a, is a Japanese word. Okay, so um, I mean, okay, we'll just say video games. We're, we're, just, we're just really a melting up. pot. We're really a melting but they, pot. But they said they said on the back of the game Greek mythology, so and you were going to give it a go. And I was, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it a go. It looks fun. I, you know, I've got to save the Greek gods. Why not? But I assume they wouldn't lie to me on the back of the game case, <laughs> and that that was a real Greek myth. But I will have to do some research on that. Mm. But um, speaking of Kraken, I did see episode one of the book of boba fett have oh, you seen that because that that's one i haven't watched yet okay I won't, but I won't. but <laughs> i have already seen the comparisons between the emir and right, okay, okay. another creature on there yeah the creature i just saw that and i thought that's a kraken or a very kraken-esque creature yeah it's good it's a good first episode i'll very leave it cool. there <laughs> awesome but i think that's yeah that's pretty much my my kaiju limit there there we go so without further ado let's dive in to the iron giant or we can go a little bit further the oh. iron man so believe it or not the iron giant is based on a book by ted hughes called the iron man not to be confused with tony stark's iron man <laughs> So it's not very long. It's about 59 pages, and it came out in 1968. I could yeah. read that. Okay, you could. So there's the Iron Man, and then later on there was a sequel called The Iron Woman. 
So the Iron Man, it came out in the United Kingdom in 1968. Um, it was Faber and Faber for us. For the United States, it was Harper and Rowe. And it's great. So the story that the Iron Giant tells, it's quite different in many respects from what you read in the Iron Man. The Iron Man, there's still a little boy that befriends an Iron Giant, for lack of better words, in, this, in the book he's called the Iron Man. He is a giant, but uh, he comes from space. He can reassemble himself, very similar to what's in the motion picture. But the adventures are a little bit different. They're more like problem-solving adventures, like, oh, well, we need to clean up this part of town or whatever. The climax, I guess you could say, is a dragon descends from outer space. And the dragon and the giant have to do some tests to see whether or not the dragon will leave them alone, or one will be the slave to the other. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's kind of along those lines. You know, one has to be the servant, not the slave, slave's bad thing. But um, yeah, so of course the Henri dragon does not win, but everybody ends up friends more or less at the end. And it's great fun. I haven't read the Iron Woman yet because I'm reading these with my daughter who loves them. And they're good fun and they're quite wholesome, but the Iron Man by Ted Hughes inspired the Iron Giant. And Hogarth Hughes, the little boy, I guess you could say that he's kind of a uh, nod to Ted Hughes who wrote the book because they share a surname. Anyway, um, The Iron Giant is a fantastic animated family-friendly film and it was uh, absolutely perfect. It was directed by Brad Bird um, and it came out in, oh gosh, when was it? 1999, the film. 1999, wow. Yeah, so this film, uh, again, absolutely fantastic. It was something of a dud when it originally came out, which I can't understand why. It, it's very solid in its animation style, especially for the time period. The voice acting in the cast is great. I can't believe it's got Vin Diesel in it. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no, Vin Diesel wasn't as popular as he is now. No. But um, anyways, the animation's great. The voice cast is great. The direction of the plot and the moral compass of the story are fantastic. So the film, it's only 87 minutes long which is not terribly long by today's standards. So when you're watching this film, it doesn't feel rushed. And at the same time, it doesn't feel bloated. I think that with a lot of animated films these days, you get that. So I recently watched Encantado, which is on Disney Plus. If I'm mispronouncing that, I, I, I apologize. I'm, I'm terrible, but it's a Disney film about a magic house and the people that live there and blah, blah, blah. And I was entertained for like 20 minutes. And I just, it didn't grab me. But the story of the Iron Giant, it has a bit of mystery. It has some good solid fun. It has some great jokes. I mean, who doesn't love to see a squirrel go up someone's pants leg in a 1950s diner? I mean, no like, one. That's some class comedy right there. Um, but you know, it's just, just got some really great tropes um, in it. Uh, to summarize the story, there is, this is 
America during the Cold War. You know, Sputnik, one of the first scenes is Sputnik is orbiting the United, United States or orbiting above the United States. You can see it in orbit over Earth. And the Iron Giant is seen hurtling towards Earth from space, kind of going past it. He lands in the ocean. He doesn't hurt anybody. But, um, you know, he's sighted. And it kind of is one of those things where the kid has an imagination and he's just wholesome and incorruptible like kids kind of are. You know, he's, he's just a good kid. And at the same time, there's this giant and you can see that he has like a dent in his head. There's, he, he's been wiped. So he's basically childlike as well, despite being a being of vast power. And it's up to Hogarth, the child, to just kind of show him the way, show him what to do, teach him about earth, how to get along, all the while keeping him protected from other folks. Now, naturally, this is a giant metal eating android, for lack of better words. He's, he's a, he's, um, oh, what you call it? He's a is sentient it? android. Oh, okay. Um, and he's eating metal. He's, he's enormous, like I said, and he's kind of a mecca. We're throwing this into the Kaiju Curry House podcast because in the book, he, he deals with a dragon. So there, that, that, that's the thing we're seeing too. There's no dragon in the movie, but what we do have is the, uh, government agent who is looking for the giant and is, you know, like all the sightings have happened. So we're trying to sort that issue out. Um, eventually the giant does come out in the open and it's up for the military to realize he's not a threat, the giant to realize people are not a threat and to resolve their differences. The ending, which is quite, it, it, it tugs on your heartstrings. I don't know how to say it. I get more emotion out of watching the end of this movie than I ever did in all the times I've watched Mufasa die. So spoilers, like everybody ends up okay. But at the same time, the, the emotional resonance of this film is really great. And I think the fact that you can pack that much in just a film, into a film that's 87 minutes is really good. So when this movie came out, it had a budget of $50 million and it only made 31 million back which is it's not good yeah however and we don't always use rotten tomatoes as a guide because they tend not to like kaiju movies do they however if you go on rotten tomatoes it's got a 96 percent approval rating based on 143 reviews that's pretty darn good so CinemaScore gave it an A on an A plus to F scale, which is also pretty great. Metacritic, 85 out of 100, which is universal acclaim on that site. And then like the real source forecasting service, 97% audiences enjoy that film. I mean, like all across the board, it was rated pretty highly, but for some reason, a lot of folks didn't go and see it in theaters. It's marketing. So, yeah, it, it, is... no, it was marketing. It's like Tremors so, all over again. Well, the, so Tremors gained new life on VHS. Yeah. So with the Iron Giant, it gained life somewhere else. Oh. This film was shown regularly on Thanksgiving Day, which was a day that a lot of Americans had off. 
over and over again for like a few years and like a whole bunch of fans learned to really appreciate this movie bought it and it's never had a re you know like a re-release in like cinemas it's had no sequel but people love it to the point where you've seen it in ready player one yes you know, that's like right it, knowing from it, it, it appeared in ready player one the iron giant and then just recently in space jam the iron giant was fist bumping king kong so we've we, the iron giant like people at warner brothers who released the film they understand what they have so there's no need to i mean like of course there's every need to release a sequel called the iron woman or the you know that that would be fantastic but how to wangle that in because they've strayed quite a bit from the source material is, would be a bit interesting but it could happen but the film itself doesn't need to be improved upon it's one of those films that don't happen very often kind of like jaws where this isn't a film that you try and remake tremors you can't capture the magic of the original film if you were to try and remake it there's just nothing really that you need to build upon and I love Iron Giant for that. It is a truly fantastic family film. It is wholesome on every level. Paul, I've talked for a little while now. Yeah, feel free. To, feel 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 free to chip in. Well, I, you say it's it's um, very wholesome, and, and there's a reason that I've just been reading about that because I know you said it was it was written by Hughes, wasn't it? Was it Ted Hughes? Yes, it was. Yeah, and he wrote this for his children. Yep, um, similar to A.A. Mine with Winnie the Pooh, yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, the, he, apparently he wrote it to comfort his children because um, his wife committed suicide. So yeah, that's, that's quite dark. Like Pooh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, the, the most cherished and wonderful things come from folks trying to survive a dark place, don't they? Yeah, this is it. He's, he's got into his imagination. He's pulled Sank out to... Uh, to help his kids you know deal with what's going on so it's, it's going to be very wholesome and as you said it's been every, every i can't see a negative review every there isn't a negative review has said how positive it is it's it's literally just warner brothers messing up on advertising <laughs> it wrongly so yeah it is that's such a shame, shame that they messed it up but as you said constantly showing it during the holidays has obviously paid off and it's now I'm assuming it's now seen by more people. I, as I said, I haven't seen it. Um, I saw the first half an hour, then left the house to come here, and my youngest was sat watching it. I don't know if he'll be finishing it or not. I'll find out when I go back in. I'll be, I'll be curious to get his review. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure he'll say. He only says poop at the moment, but he, you know, he <laughs> might, he might say something positive. And it also won quite a few awards. It was nominated and won several yeah. awards. So it's. It's but nobody went to see film. it and but no one yeah, went to it, see it, it at the time yeah it's... it was a very good film it's like one of those films like during covid like everybody would be like oh well that's the reason but this is the time you know like when theaters were open people were going yeah it didn't have a massive budget by you know by um animated film standards it's just for whatever reason in cinemas the magic didn't quite come together but the iron giant is just such a great film and if i mean you're listening to our podcast so if you're a fan of giant creatures the interaction sci-fi 50s all of those tropes are thrown in there aren't they paul i mean like yeah hogarth 
from yeah stays from up watching <laughs> terrible black and white monster movies in this film i mean like it's great like you can see him like I mean, he's Hogarth got a whole little Hughes. fort built, isn't he, next to the TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hogarth Hughes is every single monster fan in their infancy, you know, just watching these black and white, like, corny movies, you know, like, he's watching, like, Hogarth's watching this movie on black and white, like, his mom's like, don't stay up late eating junk and watching bad movies, so what's he do? Stays up late <laughs> eating junk, watching bad movies, and he's watching this movie, and it's just, like, the acting is, like, even in the cartoon that you're watching, they've intentionally made the acting of his black and white movie really corny and wooden. And like, there's like this brain that's going after people. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great, yeah. So have you seen, I I hear there's a, a, not director's cut, a signature edition that's got a few extra minutes of footage featuring a, um, the the giant dreaming. Have you seen that? I've not seen the giant dreaming. So I, I, Thank you for letting me know there was a signature edition. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things like I have the Iron Giant. I always make sure to have DVD somewhere around me. I had the DVD in the States. I had the VHS in the States. And then when we came over here, I yeah. got the DVD. And it's really cool because the box art in the United Kingdom is so much better than the box art in the United States. So this last summer, we did a couple of road trips and for the kids, I put a DVD player on the ceiling of our minivan so they could watch something. You know, it was like one of those flip down screens and the Iron Giant was one of them and rave reviews, you know, like everybody watched it, even the 13 year old, they were all content. And it's not a particularly loud or obnoxious movie. There's no swearing, you know, it's just, it just grabs you and it's just a decent story to watch. You know, it, it's its own thing. Once you've seen it, you you don't have to see it again like you can watch it once and be done with it but the thing is is like it's just such a wholesome feel-good movie it's kind of like watching home alone or just like any of these like uh what would you call it so did you see this at the cinema or was this something that you saw when it was shown during the holidays on tv so I didn't even I didn't even know that it was shown during the holidays, and that's how it came back. That was something I found out later because I found out that the movie flopped in cinemas, and I got so angry I started looking it up online because everybody I knew knew about this film. It's like, well, how did it flop? So you go on and you find out that was just kind of it. That I mean, it wasn't an intentional media campaign, but it was. So my mother, um, bless her, she's amazing. She introduced me to so much. I have my love for Ray Harryhausen to thank her for. I have my love to dinosaurs, you know, to thank her and my father for, but you know, like she gave me the Iron Giant because she bought the VHS for us. She just heard it was a good movie and, you know, okay. hey-ho, there you go, kids. So my brother and I watched it and my brother and I, we just absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And because my brother loves Lego and you know, like things putting themselves together and stuff before there was a Lego movie, like he ate it up. It was great. So we watched Iron Giant quite a few times. And yet you still watch it again? It's, it's like comfort food, isn't it? It's one of those films. I can't say that I watch it too often. Um, probably once a year, you know, like we drag That's it out or something like fair that. Fair enough. Yeah, but it, it's, well, <laughs> we've got four kids and another on the way. So, you know, <laughs> the number of times we watched is probably related to the number of children that we have. But 
I feel like if I watched it any more than that, the emotional resonance of it, you know, it wouldn't hit. It's kind of like if you watch The Lion King too many times, it's just, it's going to lose a little bit of the magic. Okay, there, yeah. there are films that I really love and then there are board movies. So an example of like a board movie that Joe could watch. So Terror of Mechagodzilla, I can turn that on anytime, leave it in the background and I'll just be happy that it's on, it's there. The Fellowship of the Ring, I love that movie. I will put it on and watch like the Lord of the Rings trilogy once a year because I just can't have that all the time in the background, like Conan. It's a long Conan thing to have on. No, well, again, the kids love it. That's like our okay. holiday tradition. Our holiday tradition is to watch Lord of the Rings and It's a Wonderful Life. That's us. Got to see George Bailey do his thing and we've got to watch Lord of the Rings. So that's it. Samwise Gamgee forever. Um, but yeah, so... I couldn't watch Iron Giant like all the time. It's not one of those movies I can leave on repeat, but there is definitely an appreciation for it. And when I saw like Ready Player One, the Iron Giant versus Mechagodzilla. Ooh, oh, I did not... there. you must have loved that. Loved that. Especially like, so the thing is folks, as we listen to this, Paul's only watched the first half hour. For those of you that saw the title and were instantly drawn to this episode, you know what Paul has in store for him because Paul has not seen the ending of this film. So when I saw Ready Player One, I was like, oh, the Iron Giant, he better what Mechagodzilla's butt. It's because there was just that emotional, you know, like we call it investment in that giant clunking thing. He's a great design too. He's got this wonderful bolted steampunk 1950s, you know, sci-fi like robot aesthetic too he's great and what he can turn into spoilers is also that fantastic science fiction from a bygone era he's got the lasers he's got like the glass helmet he's got the chest that opens up into a swirling circular laser death beam he's got it all but yeah again it's just you don't see stuff designed like he is anymore they really called back to you know like just that great aesthetic that you find in like the 50s 60s sci-fi did you like his design paul is it fun i like his design yeah it's very i don't want to say i want it's simplistic isn't it but not in a bad way it is exactly what you would expect someone to think a giant robot would look like especially as you say in the 50s that's that's the style they've gone for and it works really well yeah yeah i always like it was one of those things like he doesn't have biceps does he no. he's got really he's got like these massive really? forearms but no biceps to speak of so like in today's like designs you always see like biceps on everything like masculine but he's got like these just like really twiggish arms it's just and like pistons like isn't it yeah like his massive form yeah it's just it's really fun i really like him and he has the two big glowing friendly eyes and like his face looks like a natural smile like you know like his jawline <laughs> like his jaw like it just looks like he's smiling all he's the time he's just happy it's like the bfg he, yeah he is happy so like the only times that like the way that they change that though just by adding some small things is they change the color of his eyes. 
Oh, does he have red eyes at some point? I'm guessing. Yeah. So yeah. when he's angry, his eyes turn red and he his teeth come out. So you see him eating okay. with his teeth. Oh, yes. He eats he eats metal. Like it, it's it's used to humorous effect multiple times in the movie. Like he'll take a bite out of a farmer's tractor and later on he'll look at, he'll be with the farmer, like, I don't really know what happened here. <laughs> it looks like someone just took a big bite out of it. But, uh, you know, like you see him, like his teeth come out when he's eating, but when he yells with those red eyes and like you see his teeth, it changes it. It's kind of like in How to Train Your Dragon. So Toothless, Toothless has this big, happy, gummy smile. But when you see his teeth, you know, things are about to go down. <laughs> Battery's getting fed. It's the same with the Iron Giant. He's got like this big, happy, gummy smile. And it's just very simple ways to characterize him. And it's just done so well. And because he's a he's a fairly silent character, he's he's not a character of many words. The way that they animated him and gave him such a human way of expressing himself, despite the fact that he has robotic joints, like he'll hold his head, he'll gingerly touch things and pick them up. You'll see like his jaw swivel in a certain way that it makes it look like he's smiling much bigger. I mean, his eye, he has no eyebrows. His eyes can't get bigger or smaller. They can only like focus in and out. It's he's, he's so expressive the way that the animators drew him and the way that that was directed. And I think that again, goes towards showing the talent that was invested in this motion picture. And it, He's just a marvelous character. He's so simplistic, but they used it maximum effect in order to convey his character. I agree. I don't know what else to say other than yeah. He this is this is he's such a lovable long chain. He is such a lovable character, isn't he? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you have given me a, a quite a long list, and I but I did actually start on this one. To be fair, it is on Netflix, folks. By the yes, way, in yeah, the United Kingdom, say. no less. Yeah, yeah. Currently, so you available. can watch this available on netflix um 126 minutes i think you already said that didn't you joe um i don't know what the rating 126, is 126 it should be 86 sorry an hour 26 minutes or yeah there we minutes. go okay. yeah, yeah that's covid <laughs> brain there um yeah I, I don't think it's rated anything above pg surely because as you say i don't think there's any there's um see there's what is it scenes of threat you know that there's, yeah, there's potential for for the little boy <laughs> to get harmed but i'm assuming he's yeah he survives isn't he he's not yeah uh, so by the end alternative methods to view this motion picture so you can rent or buy it on amazon prime it is a whopping seven pounds 99 pence for the hd download alternatively it is available as a dvd um through variety of sources you can go to cex and probably find it you can go you know just buy it on amazon i think i paid two pound 99 for my copy i should explain to our american audiences what cex is um it's uh you you can buy and trade video games and movies it's kind of like a, what you guys would equate to a GameStop. and yes they do pronounce it as sex when you hear about it on their advertisements what? so do they Yes, they do. Yes, they do. All the shy people that don't go about like saying CEX 
No, they they knew what they were doing there. (laughs) (laughs) I've only ever heard it referred to as CEX. Yeah, I had to go and look it up. (laughs) That's just that's just me. (laughs) But yeah, um, you can. uh, It's a readily available film, so you have every opportunity to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm not going to have anything to add to it until I've watched it, which, and then I can report back on the next episode. Well, what I what we can do is I can talk about my Iron Giant figure. Yeah. So you go for those for those of you who want to switch over to YouTube later on when you're if you're listening to this on Spotify, I will go ahead and uh, give the dish, as it were about my buddy the iron giant which is sitting next to me on my desk can you get an iron figure you know a metal iron giant toy well, not toy i'm pretty sure point. that the, they've released a couple of really great models of him and i would like to say that some are die cast i don't have it i've only ever had plastic ones okay i'm just thinking a die cast one with light up eyes would be very cool it would be very just cool. to throw it, out there it, it makes for it would probably make for like an excellent like nightlight or a lamp yeah. or something <laughs> if we yeah but anyways folks we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back i'm going to tell you about my big beastie hello and welcome back to episode 85 of kaiju curry house i'm paul this is joe and joe is going to tell us all about his wonderful 14 inch iron giant figure all right folks so if you're listening on whatever audio medium i apologize you might want to pop over to youtube where we're going to be posting this as well but i have my 14 inch high warner brothers iron giant um it is absolutely enormous uh i really enjoy it because it stacks up quite well next to my x plus figures to give an idea for anybody collecting um the tallest 30 centimeter figure that i have is my titanosaurus which is a diamond reissue this iron giant it's a little bit taller than the tops of its antenna so he is pretty great in scale with uh, the 30 centimeter figures um he is great with regards to his detailing and he actually walks so i will go ahead and turn him on again he has use sound effects so bear with us folks but we'll go ahead and there's a button in his midsection, there's a button on his back, which you push up once for sound effects, and then another one, another notch, I guess you'd say, for the walking effect. And then he kind of has a belly button button right here, which I will press. And he walks like a traditional 1950s-esque robot figure. And you just pop him again in the belly button to get him to stop. So he's really fun in that respect. Um, his legs, because he's a walking figure, uh, you don't have a lot of articulation in the legs, but he has great swivel joints in his arms. And they go up and he has a swivel joint on his hand. And then his shoulders articulate quite a bit as well. So he can come around. His head does not turn. So that probably has a little bit with the, to do with the fact that his eyes light up. So he's a great figure in that sense. He has a couple of different sound effects. I'm going to put up the uh, button on his back up one notch. So we say, I Superman one time. We yell. He has the effect 
where you hear him walking and that's only on when he's walking but to give a kicker his chest can open up and you get to see the giant death laser spoilers folks now his arms don't do anything and no tentacles come out of his back and he did not come with a glass bottle to put over his head but if we pop him on a little bit more and then this little green circle in the center of his death laser uh if you push that you get the full effect So I think that's the firing and the explosion sounds. Yes. And his, and his eyes are lit up red as well. So he's now in the yeah, evil kill so, mode. Yeah. So that is a neat effect. So his eyes are green when he's normal happy giant. And when you press the kill laser, his eyes turn red. So he's a great figure. So I looked him up on Amazon UK prior to coming on this episode. And he was 99 pounds. Okay. So if you get him at Walmart in the United States, he is $39. That seems a bit unfair. Those Americans, I'm telling you. <laughs> now, unfortunately, or fortunately, I should say for me, I have the United States hookup. So this guy was not hard to get. Now, what I also got, who I do not have at the desk with me, is the retro reveal uh angry giant figure so retro reveal um they do like figures of like conan or the big chap alien whatnot and it's just like your classic like six inch action figure kind of star warsy you know like blister pack like cardboard backing with like all the other figures in the line kind of toy it's very 1970s 1980s ish small action figure feel to it so they did three iron giants there's the regular one there's the one with the superman symbol which he takes out of dean's junkyard and puts it it's just kind of like a seafood sign that he takes the s off of and puts okay. it on his chest and then there's the angry alien iron giant so they did all three of those and i had the angry alien iron giant the superman one is quite hard to get which Paul will understand after he has watched the remainder of the film. But uh, no, they're, they're great figures. Um, the retro reveal one was $12. So it was a bit much. Um, I had to look it up. It was a gift, but I think it's a bit much for, you know, like a figure, unless you really have like a strong connection to it or you really love it. That said, Iron Giant merch is relatively hard to find. It is kind of a cult classic. You don't see it as often. And the figure that I have is, that I have at my desk, I've just showed you, is the biggest bang for your buck that you can really get in the United States. It's also quite sturdy. I've had two boys and a little girl playing with it in the last 24 hours, and he's held up magnificently and he has fought several a jurassic park dinosaur and godzilla and they all seem to be getting along now but i think he came out on top because the iron giant's a good guy so can't debate that he's just a good guy anyways that about wraps us up for this episode ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening but before we leave you we're going to give you our first recommendations for 2022 paul 
if nothing else if nothing else i don't know if i can give you a recommendation just yet let me um read some books this year and then i'll get back to you on there <laughs> uh, i guess we should say if nothing else go check out the iron giant if you haven't already other than that i think as we're just starting off the year now's a great time to remind all our listeners and viewers that you can tweet us at curry kaiju you can join our facebook group you can comment on the youtube channel just send us comments you know let us know what tvs tv shows films games books topics anything you want us to cover and if you've got any guest suggestions let us know you know tweet at them and us so we can get in touch with them and see if they'll come on the show i think that's um just 2022 would be, be great to hear from more of you wonderful people it is fantastic to hear from all you wonderful people because we know you're listening because we can see how many people are clicking on us and how many minutes they've been listening to us. There are a fair number of you. Stop being so shy. We really appreciate it, though. Thank you for sticking with us through yet another year. So for my recommendations, I am definitely going to say check out The Iron Giant, but also read the books by Ted Hughes. They are wonderful bedtime stories for any of you who have children. They're great. For those of you who want to take a more adult approach on things, though, totally check out Witcher Season 2. And if you haven't seen Witcher Season 1, ho -ho, you are in for monsters, my friends. But those are some great seasons of a fun show. Uh, it's fairly violent. There's a decent amount of blood, sex, and gore. So, you know, opposite end of the spectrum from what we've discussed tonight, but teach their own, and it is fun. Um, yeah, so we're going to uh, leave you with the first episode of 2022. And thanks again, folks, for another marvelous year. And as always, keep it kaiju. Kind of